Everything you've heard about the KISS years and the KISS stage shows and the spectacle is true. It's not a legend. We're going to show every new band how the big boys do it. This is better for me the second time than it was the first time because I'm focused and I'm in control and I'm in the greatest band in the world. It's really about a lifestyle and an attitude towards winning. But you're kind of like a spaceman. No, actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> to myself, look, Eric, you're going to do the best you can. You know you're good, you know the songs, and that's all you can do. So it is just like a great opportunity that, that just suddenly landed in my lap. And... This one's going to be exceptional. Now I'm in the best band. I was in some good bands, but now I'm in the best band. Hello everyone and welcome to Right Between the Eyes podcast, a KISS podcast with three generations of KISS fans telling you why we love it loud. I'm one of your hosts, Rob Myers, and welcome to episode 21. I'm pausing here really quick. This is an edit into the show and we decided that since KISS Off the Soundboard just newly released, we would interrupt the opening act segment that was going to be episode 21 for Def Leppard Adrenalize. That is still happening, and it is still releasing on the 31st, so it's right in time for its 30th anniversary, which on the last episode, you heard that we were going to try and do this uh, you know, little filler episode, and then it dawned on us after episode 20 wrapped up, we were like, Kiss Off the Soundboard is going to release in this middle time while we're waiting to get to the 30th anniversary for Def Leppard Adrenalize. So this just fit right in. So this month you are getting three episodes from us instead of our normal bi-weekly schedule since we stretched the episode length out just a little bit from when we released. So lucky for you, you're getting that. But the other thing that we didn't record an intro while we were doing this particular episode because Nico was under a time constraint and trying to get this episode out in a timely fashion. He had about 45 minutes to record. So you're going to get that whole discussion. And from the editing that you're going to hear that I did in this episode, it brings it out to right around the our typical hour length. So let's get our social media handles out of the way. You can find us on Twitter at RBTE Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash right between the eyes podcast we are on instagram and you can email the show at right between the eyes podcast at gmail.com and we would love to start reading some emails on the show and you can follow us on youtube and we're slowly getting that off the ground right now it's more preview clips but we are planning to do a full-fledged episode on youtube so you can see it that way as well and finally, if you listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review and write a review for us because that'll help spread the word of the show. And in the algorithms that the Apple Podcasts use, it starts getting some traction and saying, hey, this is a show people are listening to. And it starts helping guide us into the mix of other podcasts that are out there. And we're following in some great footsteps of some other podcasts you're probably listening to, like the guys from Shout It Out Loudcast. They did a wonderful plug for us a couple weeks ago. So thank you, Tom and Zeus. So if you're coming to us from Shout It Out Loudcast, uh, thank you for giving us your time and listening to the show. So help us get out into the algorithms. It helps spread the word of this show. And we would be eternally grateful for your support. All right, a couple little news things on Planet Kiss here. And uh, while we're getting ready to talk about Off the Soundboard, one of the things I was doing was checking my 
Kiss Online order for Kiss Off the Soundboard Virginia Beach because I ordered the green vinyl. I know some of us have had issues with Kiss Online. I think some of that is coming due to their warehouse not fulfilling orders in a proper time. I went to go check the order this past Thursday just to see what was going on. And I couldn't log into my Kiss Online account because, like a lot of us, I save my password on my phone, a computer, and a tablet, and all that stuff. And it couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. So I started checking through my emails for pre-orders and all of that stuff. And I ended up just emailing Kiss Online. And when I look to go to the email for my orders, the email address has changed for the order. So it was no longer for Kiss Online exclusively. It now the email has changed, which I didn't know that that could happen, but apparently it did. It is for support plus kiss at one live media dot com. So that's O N E L I V E M E D I A dot com. I'm going to read the email because I emailed them and I actually called them and I got a voice message as well that they returned the phone call. And this is what the email says. It says, hello, Rob, the store is moving management. This means that it's a new website and you'll need to create a new login account. Your previous orders will not be visible on the new site. We will still fulfill any previous orders. If you have any questions regarding your previous orders, please continue to reach out to us. If you have any other questions, please feel free to contact us. Thank you for shopping at Kiss Online Store. And again, the email was support with the plus sign. So support plus kiss at onelivemedia.com. So One Live Media is fulfilling all of the orders and the warehouse that is doing all of this and the fulfillment company is changing. So for whatever reason, if you ordered the rock and roll over picture disc, Nico, I'm talking to you, and you go to check your order, you're no longer going to be able to see anything you've ordered past the email date, this was March 17th that I got this email back from them. And the other kind of thing that I thought was cool, I know we were kind of coming down on KISS sometimes, or at least the distribution end of it. So Travis is the gentleman's name. He had left me a voicemail and basically said the exact same thing that he did in the email. And then he decided to call me again on the 18th, just a day later, and I did actually get the call. So I got a chance to actually talk to him. So the old fulfillment center that was handling all the orders is gone, and they are now coming in to fulfill all this stuff. So the initial release for the vinyl from Kiss Online, because I know everybody else has pretty much got it if you went to your record store, if you got it from Amazon, but they are now trying to get back to where things should be, he said. So if you went on to Kiss Online before today, being today for me being the 20th, if you were looking at this the 15th or the 16th, or even just when this thing should have originally come out, the vinyl from Kiss Online, if you had got the green like I did, was not supposed to ship until april 15th which had a lot of us upset and the good thing was like a day after i made my initial phone call i got an email saying that my record has shipped from kiss online so the email from support plus kiss at one live media says great news your order has been complete and is shipped out from our warehouse on 318 here's your shipment of tracking information so if I put in the tracking, I believe this is due to show up the 27th. So today being the 20th and in seven days, 
most of us should have our green vinyl from Virginia Beach that I think a lot of us will have a lot of questions coming into this. So that is some good news that they are trying to rectify things that the old warehouse has been dealt with and there's a new fulfillment center. The only other main gripe is you're going to have to create a brand new account on Kiss Online because all of the old accounts have been wiped. So I did tell him on the phone that would have been great information to let us know before you did it or to send out an email saying, hey, you're going to have to create a new account. So if you've been fighting with Kiss Online, trying to figure out why you can't find your, you know, elder information or your rock and roll over information, or if you bought an end of the road tour book or whatever, that's why. So you're unfortunately going to have to create a brand new account. You could still use the same email number. It's just, you're going to have to come up with a new password and all that stuff. So anything that you've previously ordered, if you've been somebody that you've been ordering the past 10 years, you're not going to be able to see any old order information or current information as of the 20th today unless you ordered something today like i said i'm rob nick and nico are here so without any further ado let's get into what you clicked on this is our review for kiss off the soundboard virginia beach 2004 this is the part of the show we're like let's talk about the album cover if you just go back to the last off the soundboard it's all going to be the same. It's a cardboard. It's a stamp. We could be like, ooh, well, it's written in a different spot. It's shifted over. It's the cardboard wrapper. You know what it is. The only thing that's different on here from the last one, Tommy Thayer's name is in place of Ace, and it's only been four years. So we've kind of talked about that already, but I do want to get up to talking about the tour. Now, I believe I'm the only one in the room that saw this tour. For an audio medium, I'm the guy wearing the Rock the Nation hat and the Rock the Nation t-shirt, and I got my program off to the side, put pictures up later. So I saw this show twice. I saw it in Clarkston, Michigan by myself, and then a group of friends, like I think we had 15 of us that went with the show. So that that was kind of cool, the whole, like all of our best buds and then their friends and some girlfriends and stuff. So I saw it like two, three, like a week earlier, I saw it in June, and then July was the Columbus show with all my friends. So it was kind of cool to watch them when certain songs got played. Cause they were like, Oh, what are they playing? I'm like, I'm not telling you. And this was one of the last tours where kiss was changing up their set list. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, why aren't mm-hmm. they doing this? Like from night to night, when I saw them in Clarkston, they had played I story love only I twice on this tour. And it was in Clarkston, Michigan, oh. where they played. I oh, story oh, love. Was, so <laughs> yeah, everyone's I, seen. I stole your love, but me. Yeah. So that that was a a cool bucket list, but we're not talking about that. So we're going to fast forward towards the end of the tour. Kiss decides, hey, we're going to put out a DVD. So they announced that they're going to film in two shows. Washington, D.C. and Virginia Beach would have been night two. As with most concert DVDs, they film a couple nights, Mm -hmm. try and keep everything the same and use the best audio from it. So 90% of the DVD is from Washington, D.C. Rob's going to put an editorial note in here to tell you what other songs because I haven't written it down right now, but four songs from Virginia Beach are on the DVD. And I know one of two of them are She and 100,000 Years are from Virginia Beach, and I can't quite remember the others, but I'll put that in here. Hey everyone, Rob here. I've done a lot of editing in this episode, and this is the last thing that I'm editing in because I think I forgot about it, but it might appear somewhere else. 
but I had a note that I didn't do this. So anyway, the other songs that I couldn't think about, and I was wrong with 100,000 Years. So if you hear this later in the episode, then I guess I put this information in twice. But the four songs that made up the DVD that were from Virginia Beach, so if you have your Rock the Nation tour DVD, there were four songs that actually come from this off the soundboard performance because like we say in the episode that this show was recorded that the rock the nation dvd was recorded two nights in washington dc and virginia beach so the four songs from virginia beach that are on the dvd are christine 16 she tears are falling and war machine so that'll put in some context of what you're going to hear us talking about so you can actually get out your dvd and if you listen to tears are falling and i think war machine specifically paul addresses virginia beach i think he says something it's been a minute since i've watched it i think we do put some sound clips in here from that so you can go check it out from listening to off the soundboard then if you got the dvd put that in and you will hear some glaring just audio quality differences that I had no problems with Christine 16. She tears are falling in war machine from the DVD. And I think we address that here as well. So I just wanted to put that, put that in here. Like I said, I was going to, as an edit, I may do it later in the show. I can't remember. This was a big edit for me just to show you all the differences. So I'm going to quit blathering here because I'm going to be interrupting the show quite a bit during this episode. So anyway, back to the show. We were riffing for a while about what, what was going to be the next off the soundboard. And so just really quick, what were your guys thoughts when they said, even though I think we've already talked about it, but if this is somebody's first episode, when you heard it's a 2004 rock, the nation show, Nick, what was your first reaction? My first reaction was, like I'm so excited whenever they announce something. So I was just scrolling down Twitter and I saw it and I'm like, Oh wow. Cool. You know, and it, like it took me a while to gather myself and realize that it was this rock the nation show. And I did already have the instant live CDs of it, but being the diehard fan that I am, I said, well, it'll be cool to get this thing. I'm sure it'll be touched up. I'm sure it'll be better wow. sonically. Than the instant live CDs. I do love the set list because mm-hmm. you've got my king of the nighttime world. Everybody oh, yeah. knows I love that song. And you've got Tears Are Falling. She it's Unholy. a cool. Yeah. And I unfortunately I, I was I was in my second stage of my rebellious nature against Kiss because after the farewell tour, I believed <laughs> it was over. I was not one of those that believed that (laughs) they were going to come so quickly without Peter and Ace. And they did. And I didn't go, you know, Nick was still young. He was only like eight eight years old. And I didn't see that tour. And I didn't even know about the instant lives till towards the ends of the tour. And it's a funny story how I discovered those and started trading with people. Oh, yeah. Back in the days when I had a little network of some really fine people all around the country. And I would send them 10 blank CDs and they would send me some shows and whatnot. So my long-winded thing is that I was not completely overjoyed, but then said, you know what? It's a good show, good set list, better sound. I'm going to buy it, of course. Mm -hmm. For me, I think I was the first one and not to like ride a wave negative, but I think I was the first one who responded in the group chat like, 
isn't this rock the nation and don't we have it? Meaning like we have <laughs> me and there's a lot of instant lives. So I was a little shocked, but then I came around to it. It is a really cool set list. I'm a sucker for any live version of any kiss song in it, specifically a song like she, a song like unholy a mm-hmm. version of, I want you making love. I'm like, I could use more of those. Sure. I will certainly invite more of those. Cause there's less of those than like a shout it out loud or rock and roll night, et cetera. So I was, I was excited and I was just glad we were getting something. So my initial impression was, okay, this is a weird one. I think we all assumed they would go closer to now or way back. Right. And instead yeah. they just jumped three to four years in the future. <laughs> once again, to something that existed, like there were a lot of bootlegs of that 2001 show. There's official instant lives from them. Of from, the whole shows, from the whole, the whole tour. tour. Yeah. From the whole tour, said, he said he wanted to record the tour. I said, well, "Why don't we do one we already got out there?" <laughs> <laughs> Tell Tommy there; he'll record it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my impression. Yeah, because I can't come back from that. So no. Rob has to Go talk ahead, now. <laughs> Again, this was one of those things. Like once I was getting savvy in the internet, I was trying to find as many as I possibly could hear all the different versions and make a compilation. And then I downloaded a compilation of best of, of every night. I could never find Virginia beach because I thought, Oh, I have Washington DC, but I don't have Virginia beach. So when this is announced, you got to think the people that went to Virginia beach of going, Oh, the next off the soundboard is literally a show. Not only that I was at, but I physically bought this thing. Yeah. And I, I literally have the exact same thing you're going to get. Now, before we start talking about the album, I had said on a previous episode that I have a theory that so far we have a video content from every mm. off the soundboard. 2001 was taken from the pay-per-view for Japan. This was taken from the other night. So I imagine when they listened to it, they m- mixed it, mastered it, whatever they were going to do. They heard the DC show and they heard this show and went, hmm. We better go with DC fast forward to now, Nick, you were kind of saying with some people were like, there's some other stuff coming to me. I think this was sitting in the can, just waiting like they're going, well, we want to put something out. What do we put out? Hey, we already have this. It's mixed and mastered enough to get it to DVD standards. Let's just go ahead and put this out. So I think a, a big reason they didn't put this out as we'll get into the vocals that you hear in this are Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, a whole lot of Tommy Thayer, mm-hmm. and no Eric Singer. Eric okay. is barely, Very. barely in the mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were gonna, you get ready to say something. We're gonna. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm having a brain cramp right now, but it's it's crazy because the sound, like we said, we we have it. Your video thing is really intriguing to me. They don't call you the world's greatest detective, Rob. <laughs> Nothing, they should. You, know, you, you and Batman, <laughs> of course, share that, which, you know, I can then speculate on the 80s stuff because obviously there's a lot of bootleg video from some good pro shot stuff that I would argue sounds better than this. But anyway, let's yeah. get <laughs> let's get back to this show. Um, I immediately went for my Virginia Beach instant live and put it in. And, you know, it, it doesn't sound as good as I remember it. I haven't listened to it for a while. And then I listened to it on the headphones. And I will say that the, that the Alive 35 was a major step up. 
mm-hmm. in in these in these yeah. official instant live recordings. And you okay. see that with these bands a lot where the first time they do it, Springsteen suffered through this. I think the Who did. Mm-hmm. Always the first go around, the mixes are never quite as good. No. So anyway, then I started listening to some of the other instant live shows. I got to be honest with you. The Virginia Beach one is probably one of the poorer sounding. I must have 20 instant live shows from Texas, Detroit. I have the Chicago one. And I'm going to be honest with you, gentlemen. I think Virginia Beach is like near the bottom. I I don't know why that is. I have no idea. But anyway, we'll, we'll get into the album. But it's a strange thing how they picked this one of all the ones. And Rob, there must be some theory there. But I would argue with you that they didn't do anything to this thing. I don't. I would argue that this is right off the board. It's called off the soundboard. Yep. I will say that I I don't know that they're doing anything to these things. I think they're running these tapes and just producing them. I don't even think they're mastering them. You know, somebody on, on, on the kiss, my wax vinyl was like, well, you can't really mix it because it's a, it's a, basically right. a two channel board, but you could master it a little bit. And any, anybody could run this through a pro tools and yeah. turn the base up a little bit. You could do a little bit, Rob, right? Yeah. Help us out with you, that. You, you can, you bit, can right? bring, you can bring the highs and lows. Like you're going to do live mixing right there. As it, the show's going on, there's an engineer going, okay, we, yeah. we need more Tommy. We need X, Y, or Z. But once you're in the middle of that recording, it's done. After that, you go for, compression size you go for how big the waveforms are you want you can eq just like you're in your car you're going to turn the bass up here you can turn the treble up here granted they've got more channels to play with but it is what it is and there's a certain way because of the kiss of my wax guys say the way that you mix something for dvd is different than you do for cassette different for it every one of these formats has to be mixed differently so i do believe it was there has to be some mastering done to this. Now, if that was done way back when in 2004 for DVD and they mm-hmm. just took the audio from the DVD, it is what it is. And, and I really think that it is probably something like that. I don't know if it's instant live holds the rights to the all the other ones yep. and that these two shows are kisses because it was going on to their product. I don't know if it's something That's like fair. that like that's that so they're like excellent this is point. all that we have is dc and virginia beach i'm not sure they have the the, the whatever the mix is that's or we point. call talk about i don't know if they have the instant live version they right. might just have their board and you being the audiophile that you are i think it's pretty obvious that you could honestly admit they did not do much to this thing i mean it sounds like it come right off the cassette like if i was there myself recording it right I mean, this sounds like somebody streamed Yep, rock the nation on YouTube and yes, YouTube yes, MP3. and then yeah, <laughs> and YouTube exactly. MP3. You know, and, one and, of those. And websites. before we break it down, do you guys hear or is it me? Now my ears are older, and I I do struggle at times. I don't have hearing loss. If I do, it's slight because I I just had a test. No, it's not officially diagnosed. <laughs> also, FYI, uh, I don't technically have a hearing problem. But sometimes when there's a lot of noises occurring uh, at the same time, I'll hear them as one big jumble. Uh, Again, it's not that I can't hear, uh, because that's false, I can. Um, I just can't distinguish between everything I'm hearing. Got it. Duly noted. 
Well, we'll, we'll be gentle. So, I have a we little suspect. Hair. So, I have Nick, a little what, hair what loss, were you Rob, saying? <laughs> Rob, I have some hair loss, but I don't have hearing uh, loss. But uh, here's hair. the thing. I seem to hear a little interference at times or some static. Is that, Let Just me, help me out here. Well, am, I, am I alone here or are there aliens coming through my particular? Here's the best way I could sum it up because it's, it's the only thing that comes to mind. It feels, and I think you both... You both will understand me. I think the listeners will too. I made that YouTube to MP3 comparison because when you do that, there's a certain level. And kind of like Rob said, when you mix something for the screen, it's different than the Mm -hmm. audio. It sounds small. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel big. Mm-hmm. The instruments and 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 I don't think it's just the bass. I think it's something with how it was conceptualized. It sounds small. Things don't hit. The drums and the and the guitars come in and it it sounds small as if I'm watching it on a YouTube screen on a laptop. Yeah, it's a great just point. sitting there as opposed to even like those Alive 35 ones, the drums and the bass, you hear that extra oomph that a lot of professional but also some really good bootlegs have so by the way that's the next small. off the sound word by the way if there's no, an alive 30 i'll go nuts no 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 <laughs> we have seven of those shows including one we've been to like rob said yeah, i don't want any of them we, including we may have to officially wrap the show <laughs> right including a compilation of all it the shows together annou- it just got announced but then there's even a the best of where they put all their supposed best yeah, versions in one except that firehouse instrumental which is crazy yeah, that's weird. They it's it, that it's cool, but then it gets it's a little cool, weird. But yeah. like, why did they say it was? Well, Rob, I think I think that's pretty interesting. Small, right? Do you, I feel that way. It does. And I listened to 2001 today, oh, where I was weird. like, okay, are these like the same? Mm-hmm. No, it no. sounds. And I went to being the drum guy. I was really listening to the drums, like the drum and the bass. I wanted to hear Eric's kick drum sounds fat and thick. In the mix for the 2001 token. Yeah, 2001 is okay. It it doesn't. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's stellar. Yeah. It's not a live two or a live three. No, but but it's, good. it's it has body. This doesn't have any body to it at all. No, it's good enough. My only argument with the 2001 show was we all admitted at times Ace is a little a little buried in the mix, mm-hmm. but yeah. otherwise it's it does hit you it and it and it it's got more bottom end and it feels like quality like i mean for the money you're spending for this like if they were all like 2001 and again we know they're all going to be different they're coming from different eras but how in the world could you go three years into the future <laughs> and release an inferior sounding product when, just, when they blows had, my mind hold on when they had not only three years in, in the future but when they had technology where they were doing this for every single oh, show God. like they were doing this for every show recording the show and having it accessible for the audience for you to purchase and listen to yourself so yeah so rob it's, it's weird it's weird but i you know I'm not mad at Kiss. If anything, I'm more mad at the Universal Company. I just between this and the Paris '76 show, I'm just really worried now with the precedent they're setting. And you know, you and I, Rob, we know all the bootlegs and stuff, and and all those sound better than this. Like, I'll Man. be so mad if they release one of those '80s shows and it's worse than the bootlegs I have. Gosh, because yeah. then it just shows you that they're just. They don't even have the best quality of, of what's going on. And it shows you maybe these guys don't have anything in the vault. Like, this is what I expected and we'll live with it. This is what I expected. Like, if they did one from the 70s to sound like, and I would be okay with it. Yeah, would, oh, from I, the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was like the summit, I would say, all right, they might have just ripped it from alive, but you know what? I don't care because I have it now. Right. Yep, and right. 
And like, that's a show and a cellist I've always wanted, but this I'm going should be louder. Yeah. It should be better. And you're right. 2001, like the drums on God of Thunder in 2001 are awesome. I mean, every single beat is yeah. hitting and here you're right. Like Poor I don't Eric, even hear the like, drums. It's like, he's not even there. You yeah. Know? I mean, I mean like, there's only enough. one song on here that actually sounds decent. And I wrote it down and we'll get to that yeah. later, but there's only one that I was like, why does this one sound okay? And we'll see if you guys can guess what it is later. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the liner notes here, I won't read them all, but it says Paul Stanley, guitar, vocals, Gene, bass, vocals, Tommy, lead guitar, vocals, Eric Singer, drums. Well, he, he sang on this tour. He yeah. sang on this wow. tour the whole, the whole entire yeah. time. I don't know if you guys have seen the. Oh, they, yeah. I didn't notice that. That's a great catch. I didn't catch so, that. So, I mean, listening to this, I go, well, clearly Eric's not singing. The high harmony is gone for 90% of these songs and the songs that appear on rock the nation, the four songs from here, there's no other backing vocals other than Paul and Gene on those songs oh, or wow. like a hundred thousand years is just Paul. There's no other backing vocal in that song at all. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Didn't right. that's, why, she, that's why you are the, like a, she is just Gene from. and Paul. No, well, Tommy. No, I haven't watched it in a while. I get, I, I have a hard time watching that show. I get whiplash when I, when I watch because right. the camera's all over the place, it's I just all and I it's love not as show. bad as the symphony, symphony is the worst. That's the worst. Worst. The worst. That is I, the worst editing job I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You're having a seizure. There's that kid in that. there that looked like you. Oh, remember man. that? My Nick, <laughs> yeah, that's the only one. Rob, you know, was, there's a kid in there with the glasses. I think you know, Rob. Oh, he, he knows. It, he knows, he knows he Rob hasn't it. seen a picture of me from when you're when, saying it. Looks no, like when there, there, there are like four people in that crowd. They always show the the lead violinist <laughs> constantly, all the time. Some kid in glasses, and there's some dude <laughs> later on, Nico, and some Nico. other chick. I'm like, and then there's the like twenty thousand. Yeah, in the front row, of course. Yeah. You know. yeah. But Nick looked like a when just for a period. Now I'm just gonna make fun of him, but for a period he looked like a young Harry Potter. And he used to get so mad at me when we watch it because I go, "When did you go to Washington without me?" And but it's also because they show the yeah. kid ninety six times. I'm like, mm-hmm. Rob, I'm like, what guy are you with, man? I'm like, who took you to that kiss show? Random side note: Have oh, any God. of you ever watched Rock the Nation and Kiss Vision? No, I. Where you I lock on, yeah, Who did was it? All who did you the time I watch, really? I watch Eric ninety percent of the time, and I watch Gene. Okay. I, I get the Eric one for you. I've tried to watch Paul before. And it's funny of how, like, when he stops moving, sometimes I'm like, wow, he's just standing there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny. And I was going to say that earlier. Like, when I watch this, I usually watch it in Power Vision. Uh, usually, nine times out of 10, I'm usually always watching it on Eric since he's just doing the, the most stuff I think is visually entertaining and it's less herky jerky. You know? oh, yeah. It's interesting. I never, I don't think I've ever seen it. Like it's, that, it's no? fun. The ones to watch are war machine with Eric. Cause he's doing a lot of stick tricks and different stuff. Oh, that's cool. And there um, forget there's another couple other ones, but anyway, let's get into the songs on this. Now sure. in typical fashion, we would go through it. I'm going to go track by track with these live ones. We'll do it more so with the official Alive 1, Alive 2, et cetera. Yeah. But with off the soundboard, we're going to do it like the 2001, where we're just going to talk about the overall songs at all. We may skip around here or there. It does open with Love Gun, which some people are like, I'm really surprised. We talk about different songs being in the middle, like, oh, we don't like Shout It Out here. We don't like Do You Love Me here. Again, you would have given me all the Kiss songs and say, Rob, Nick, Nico, write the Kiss set. For this one night, none of us, I think, would put Love Gun as the opening track. It's an interesting choice, but they did it the whole entire tour. It's a weird choice because it, it 
even with the long opening, it just doesn't feel like an opening song. Yeah, the, it, it feels like there's something missed. There's, it's bizarre to me, yeah. and it it just doesn't land. There's so many songs, like even like King of the Nighttime World, when you when they open the um the Dynasty tour, mm. and you've got that wailing that one note and Ace by the Wall. It's just it just doesn't work for me here. And I, again, I I don't know that they've ever opened with it before, and probably never since. But I it, don't. It, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they haven't. It's cool because I love love them, but you're right. It's an interesting choice. It feels like an inspired choice to open with, but you're right, Rob. I love how you said there's something missing because even though it has a really cool intro and they have done the longer opening now for years, you're right. It starts and it's like, I don't know. I think there's there's something about the way the song sounds after the intro. It's more not somber, but it's more calm. Yeah. As opposed to the kick of a dude. I mean, Troy Rock said <clears throat> It's just different. You get all the blistering notes, da, 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 you know, going through. But then it's a lot of open A yeah, power yeah, chords. Yeah. Where it just kind of, it's a great song. We love it yeah. when it appears, you know, anywhere like end of the road. Now it's Paul's flying out song. It's in the, yeah. towards the tail end of the show. So it's being where we are now revisiting the album going, oh yeah, that's, that's right. It's the opening track. Let's move down because we're going to hit uh, one of Nico's favorite albums, Rock and Roll Over, hearing Making Love make an appearance at, at song three. Love Gun, think as the show goes, Paul gets better. So this is towards the back half of the tour. So they've already played, what, 50 some odd shows mm-hmm. probably by this point. So I get the vocals being you know, a little, little rough for Paul or whatever. But I think he gets better as the show goes, but there's so much other stuff going on. But anyway, <laughs> making love. I'm I'm all over it like this this album. So what were your feelings hearing making love on this? I did disappointed just because how it sounds. But the interesting thing yeah. to me is even on the um the better versions from Rock the Nation and you and you had some CD singles of it. And I mean, I hate to rip Paul's guitar playing because I mean he's been doing it forever, but the intro is so much slower. Yeah, like the way he's playing is it's just slower vocally a little tough listen i'll take any live version of it i could take a live version of paul playing it in the subway by himself and i would like it but yeah it was a little disappointing to me much like a lot of the songs it kind of plods along and a lot of that really gets noticeable because of the quality of the recording i think where it's not crisp and clear and there's no separation and, and you, you kind of get lost into where everything just sounds like a mess. But fortunately I have, like I said, about 20 of these shows and there are some really good versions that they did. And Paul was, I, you know, cause there was this, this little discussion going on kiss FAQ of people were like, wow, this is really when he started to maybe have some vocal issues mm-hmm. And a lot of people were in agreement with me and my thoughts were actually, I don't think it started Rob to, like you said, the end of the tour. And which is a surprising thing for me too, that they chose to do that DVD at the end. I don't know why sometimes I think sometimes these bands, when they're right in the middle is the perfect sweet spot because like I've never, (laughs) never toured before. I'm not a musician, but if I could guess, I would think that, you know, when you start, it's going to take you, X amount of shows to get yourself good. And then I think there's probably just a, you know, a period there where you're just like really in tune with everything that's going mm-hmm. on. And then, 
you know, you hit those last 10 shows, 15 shows, and you, you can you know see the, the light here. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And, you know, you're working your ass off. You're, you've been on the road. You miss your family. And I, it's like any of us. It's like a work day, right? You know, so yeah. I'm always suspect of that. So, again, the set list here is great. It's That's why it's such a disappointment because if, if there was ever going to be a show that I would have liked in, in a little better quality, it would have been – with all these songs. So that's my long way of saying making love is probably one of the poorer versions that I've heard. Yeah. It's the poorest version I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Advancing down to tears are falling. I think there's some redeeming in tears are falling. Sure. I don't think that sounds, sounds as bad, but again, like you can hear the absence of Eric's vocal. Like, did you not turn the vocal mic on? Because I know as we're talking, saying some of these songs, I'm going to be putting in different clips of sure, sure. Yeah. of of some of the the same parts. Where hello everyone, this is Rob here. If you've made it this far into the show, and if you've gone back and listened to some of these episodes, you may be thinking, where did all the music go? Well, we had a little issue with Spotify, and just because of all of that, we didn't want to take any chances or risks. So I've gone back through these episodes and have edited all the music out that's just it's easier for us there's no issues and all that stuff so obviously go out and check your spotify's your itunes and all that stuff to hear this um, music that we already all have but for the podcast sake and when i'm making references to hearing sound clips obviously i have taken all of those out from their original release on this podcast huh, okay there we go now back to the original show that i was editing that i'm now editing in 2023 when this was 2021 i believe 2022 anyway back to the show sounds like a million bucks mm-hmm. so uh, I don't know. That that's certainly a great question. Again, you you're pretty astute to notice that a little more than I was. I just I just thought everybody gets buried in the mix, but I, I think you're right. He's just gone. I, I don't think his mic was on. I don't think it got recorded. And I don't know I what don't, else to say, Nick. I mean what's what's interesting though is because even with the vocal thing, this was actually like the semi-saving grace for me. I thought tears, even though the vocals are a little tough. I thought tears sounded okay. I actually thought she sounded fine. Like I like yeah. she, even yes. though, like you said, rabbits, it feels like just like you don't hear Eric. She, for some reason, maybe it's because that's the way the song plays with the guitar and them all singing at once. And it's a little bit of a slower tempo and they're known for that raw version of she, you know, going back to 75. So like she is actually to me, I wrote it down. It's Mm -hmm. actually maybe the only decent one that I, if this comes on, I might go to she and then go, okay, I could go back to a different show, but yeah, she sounded good. Am I crazy or does she sound good? No, No, she, she does sound good. Yeah. 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 I I I had that on my note too. I think the two songs back to back falling and she, yeah might very well be and i hate to do this at this point into the review but i think it's the highlight of the whole damn thing i do too like i think if i'm gonna listen to this thing i'm gonna probably just start it there and listen to those two i don't think got to choose is is bad Mm -mm. it's okay again it's it's a little bit like a little bit some of these songs i think when they're when they're not when everybody's not coming all in at once right away and there's a little bit of a of a solo thing going on and a little harmonizing. Yeah. It's not horrible. 
it's when they all come in and the songs thunder that the mix is just like you're struggling i'm struggling to understand the song and who's in it what's going on what's going on paul where are you are you, you know, singing gene are he's you, like we work hard for you we put this out you're gonna like it you wanted us to put out live this is live now i'm gonna go make a make pizza. me a pizza paul his pizza, pizza did like fire the he other had a day, though. It, it did he did pizza, it was, it was a nice thick thicker pizza, crust yeah. he, he had that little smirk of like and i didn't burn it this time either bitches <laughs> company can run over too i didn't yeah. go through the comments this time though i wonder yeah. what the comments were like again oh his pizzas get critiqued his pizzas yeah. get destroyed yeah then we're taking on this album man. you know I, I did want to touch on real quick before we move on here as we're getting into the latter part of the show the people were saying oh the songs are so slow i saw the 2002 or world 2002 Oof. 2003 world domination tour with peter on the kit and with tommy and I'm not bashing Peter. Those songs were so mm. slow and sure. plotting where by the time 2004 rolls around and Eric's in the band hearing like, I love it loud. I remember being in the crowd going, finally, the song is played at the correct tempo. I think we're kind of used to them playing a little bit faster, Yeah, but I think too, sometimes when you're filming something or I've acted on stage in high school and your adrenaline starts to take over. Remember our director going slow, slow down. down. Don't be blazing through the song. So I'm not trying to give Kiss a pass here, but I'm just going to say there might have been a conscious effort knowing we're filming for two nights mm. and a DVD just ease into it a, a little bit. So that's the only pass because I can listen to my Columbus show and my Detroit show and playing I Love It Loud. The speed is definitely faster than mm-hmm. it is on this particular night so I, I don't know if that's part of it but the performer in me would say you know when i was playing in bands there was coming to the drummer like slow down you're speeding up so maybe that was eric's conscious decision to play it out of tempo for consumption it's actually a great point but i mean anybody talking about slow did they did they not see the farewell tour <laughs> i mean Go you back and listen to the dragon. Yeah. You want to talk about keeping the beat behind and stuff. Go and to I, some um, of those songs on Alive Wolf. 4. Wow. Yeah. Alive I mean, 4. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's just a plot. And the only, the only <laughs> thing I say again is that even when something isn't played particularly well or the pace is off, when you hear it, somebody might laugh and say, well, the better it sounds, the, the worse you could. Hear. Never for me, it's, it's clear. It just sounds better, you know, and mm-hmm. I, and so once you get into that mode and you're listening to the few songs, you kind of like you're in that slower process. You're and, in that, yeah. You know, now when you if you're gonna mix, if you're gonna put a mixtape on and here, then it then it just completely derails, you right? Know? But again, I'll I'll always take I know somebody's gonna think I'm crazy, but I'll always take a little worse performance if the quality sounds a little better than oh, sure. what's mm-hmm. a great performance if it sounds like crap, because it doesn't really matter, like. I mean, yeah, I could sit there and go, oh, God, they're on fire tonight and they're playing. But sonically, if you can't listen to it and you and, and it's just a, it's painful, it's just it doesn't translate to me. But again, that's me with my ears. Also, Daryl, FYI, I already told this to Andy, but uh, you should probably know I technically don't have a hearing problem. It's just when there's a lot of noises. Nate, please. Thank you. You know, I know there's people that like that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to go to 
painful, but I'm curious of what your take is on King of the Nighttime World. Oh my God, it's the worst version <laughs> I've ever heard. Sorry, and, I wasn't trying to set that up. And, and here's the thing: That's I, great I, content, I don't know <laughs> where I don't know where the one is that was released li- on the live CD single. Yeah, that came. I have to track down that. I don't know if it says where it's from. Like I said, I may have a few edits into this show. So like uh, Nick was talking about, the Kiss Rock the Nation live bonus CD that came with the DVD, you got a three-song CD of King of the Nighttime World all the way in Psycho Circus. And I got this from Discogs, which they are meticulous about their details, and I have seen other people talk about this. So the notes on this one, the three-inch bonus CD includes initial copies for the Japanese version of Rock the Nation live DVD package. The tracks number one and number three, being King of the Nighttime World and Psycho Circus, are recorded live at Virginia Beach on July 25th, 2004. Track two was recorded at Bristow, VA, Washington, D.C., July 24th, 2004. In comparison with the instant live recordings, very little, if anything, was apparently done to the recordings apart from the audience tracks. So there you go. So there was some editing done to it, but it's more for the audience, putting the audience in there to get some of the ambient audience noise. I have a liner note sure. somewhere that okay. I, I know where it's from. I'll try to put it in But there. it's not Virginia Beach, right? You know, because I thought maybe it was Virginia Beach because maybe they like, but hearing this, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> it's just, this is just Y'all like, ought to know this kiss on me. <laughs> really, Paul? You said this it's King one. of the Nighttime World, but I don't think it's King of the Nighttime World. No, I don't. I don't really know what it is. It's just it's painfully, you know, again, this I get this release and I'm like, I immediately went there after hearing That's the, one the opening answer, yeah. tracks of, of what do they what do they preview us with? Was it Lick It Up? and Lick It Up I and uh, I Was Made yeah. for Loving You. OK. And, and the, you know, I kept thinking, which wasn't. I was made for loving you. The one they released for 2001. Yeah. I don't yeah. know like, why. Why do they like, just keep doing different freaking songs? Like, I know what that song sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just four years newer. I get it. I, exactly. Uh, it's, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. King of the nighttime world. Again, sorry to say this is one of the worst live versions that I've heard. Yeah. Well, then I'll, it, I'll pick on one of mine. I was so happy during this man. tour to get, unholy for the first time since 1992 i lost my mind in detroit when i saw it because i had i wasn't reading online i didn't know it was coming so like oh gene's doing the bloodbath it's going to be for god of thunder and then he gets up to the rafters and here where i was like holy yeah that's cool man so i've got my other rock the nation instant lives that those are decent i get to this one i'm like Man, it's just, I mean, somebody said in one of the message boards, sounds like jeans gargling razor blades at a, at a couple of different it's, times. Like, I think everything is, we're talking about, there's no equalizing being done. Like jeans, vocals, and Tommy's are so out in front. It buries everything. Like the vocals should have been coming back. So whatever microphone is up in the rafters with gene is so super stinking loud. And you can tell by the time where they do that little bit of extra mm-hmm. intro to give or intro, uh, middle section to give gene a chance to get down he gets back to his mic the the vocals are a little bit softer so we go from incredibly loud for the half the song to kind of quiet towards this one so as much as i love this song was glad to see it in this format 
if you didn't get a chance to see the show, you didn't buy the instant live. And this is your only representation of like, why don't they play unholy from, you know, revenge anymore. You'll hear this and go, Oh, I hear why. Yeah, man. I was, this is one of the top three I was excited for. Cause like you, Rob, I love this song. Oh man. Is this, this is not a good version. It's ungodly at all. I see what you did yeah. there. It's unholy. It's ungodly. Yeah, it's, ungodly. Ungodly. it's unlistenable. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely Again. you're going to hear the couple versions that I have from Columbus and Detroit were probably just a few oh, seconds ago where I edited it. You can hear the difference in the song. Again, there's there's a notable difference. And yeah, at this point, we're going to start talking about quality. I, maybe it is we're talking about quality and just how it's compressed and what they were enhancing the vocals with. It just It's not putting the best foot forward. So I'm sorry that this episode is turning out like this this is not what we wanted but anyway let's get back to the episode yeah i mean it's just it's it's just power for the course i guess you know and i i think we're just reaching you know even god gave rock and roll to you like i it's rare right i don't play yeah. it but it's it certainly sounded better on some of the other ones yeah that was the other spot i was getting ready to get towards the back end and we're gonna yeah. be wrapping this thing up here which I know we kind of flew by this one and I didn't want this episode to be a complete, you know, Oh, I love it. This yeah. is awesome. This is great. I didn't want to yeah. rip it to shreds, but it, it is what it is. And for me that having two revenge songs on this was a huge pull. Like I said, I'm wearing all the rock, the nation stuff tonight. And I, I loved this tour, but if this was my only souvenir from it, I'd be really let down. So either kiss has no involvement whatsoever with universal and they're just putting out whatever they want. And Gene and Paul were like, yeah, whatever, but this isn't a good, if somebody was on the fence after 2001 and now you put this out and what if a 77 shows right around the corner, how many people have we lost between mm-hmm. here or are yeah. people just looking at the years and go, Oh, I'll buy this. Cause it's 77. I'll buy this. Cause it's 80. You know, go ahead. I, I know. Well, the, the tricky part is kind of like you just alluded to is coming off of Paris in the box set and then going right to this. It's concerning that, like, once again, we said we're, we're not quite sure who's in control or if they even saw it or listened to it. But it's concerning that in the last six months, we've gotten three live audio things and two of them are pretty brutal. Like, We've been clamoring for them to put more out. They finally start, and the quality's bad, almost to the point where I'm like, "Were well, we better mm-hmm. off just getting none of it so we <laughs> well, don't have to be upset?" Here's, here's the thing, you know. And again, I go back and forth with some people. They're like, you know, if they put a fake live album out, we complain. If they put a really untouched raw live album out, we complain. I don't know I, I will disagree with that because again, we have those instant lives. We have the Alive 35 shows. We have some mm-hmm. good stuff. There are bootlegs of them at the Fuji Speedway in Japan where you yeah. can rip the audio from the DVD and it sounds pretty damn it. good. Well, that's I mean, a good one. I mean, because I, I would go crazy if they put that one. Like That, that would be one. That would be cool. The, the set list on that one's amazing, that too. One's nice. So, you know, Rob, for me, it comes down to this where you can find these better if they're just going on bootlegs and they really don't have these boards, they can find better stuff than, than this particular thing. I have a theory here that coming off of destroyer, the box set, which I know sold well, I'm not sure it's sold out. I wonder if they didn't want to give us anything too great coming out of that. 
And they're like, we just hit him with Destroyer. They spent a lot of money. If we gave him a 77 or an 88 or an 84, let him take a breath a little bit. Let's milk this thing out a little bit. Mm. And maybe the one in the summer, because let's hope the schedule don't change. At this point, there should be one, I think, in June. And then I think we're looking at the next box set. So I'm kind of wondering if they were like, let's let's put a little pedal to this thing and really wow them. Because again, all I could tell you is what I hear in the rumor mill. And the rumor mill is that there are better ones coming. I don't I so. I don't have any insight. I'm just listening to guys that are like us and they, they might have. I, I will say one thing. You talked about the album cover real quick. Somebody reached out to Tom German or Tom Germain. I'm hoping I'm not pronouncing his name wrong because the spine is different. Yeah. And he did say that he asked the record company, he wanted to keep the spine the same, but they wanted to put, they wanted to change it. So, cause somebody like said, well, Tom, I thought you wanted all these things to line up and it, it does. They do line up well, Yeah, but there is the extra wording right on this one. Then, yeah. then Tokyo, this one actually says live. He says they yeah. wanted to make sure the spine said live mm-hmm. and just not the city and the year. So, you know, did Tokyo not sell as well? Did I, you know, again, these are some crazy, I wish we knew somebody there, man. And and I could pick the brain a little bit, how this this thing really works, because the next one has to be, it has to be, it has to hit home. And and it's the only way it could do that for me is original lineup Mm -hmm. or Eric Carr. And yeah, Bruce, the, and those Bruce have Kulik. to be the two. Bruce Kulick and Carr, that some release yeah. from the years those gentlemen were together, right? Which was 84 to nine, 89. Yeah. 89. Right, Rob? And yep. then give us either reunion or let's go back to the 70s when it when it yeah. was. Yeah, that's older. that's the way it's got to be. And I've got a green vinyl coming from Kiss Online of the show. Sure. So, uh, will I spin it? Yeah, but this this was one of those where I was like, maybe I should just got the black vinyl from Amazon. But it's anyway, be a sad day when you spin it. It's gonna be a day when you're angry. That green vinyl will still. Oh, dude, it's, it'll, it'll, it's, sweet. it's yeah. gonna look sweet. It'll be awesome. So I know we're wrapping up here. We don't have a whole lot to do yet, but I do. We like to rank stuff on this. So we've done two live albums. I already know unanimously where all three of us are going to rank this album. So we've got two albums out of off the soundboard that we have so far. We're going to put all the official in here. Anything that's official. Actually, we have three. So we've got the the Paris album. Uh-huh. We've got Tokyo and we have got Virginia Beach. Nick, what is your ranking for the three albums well, we have so far? I, I have to be honest with you. I still have to put Paris last. <laughs> um, I know that sounds weird. But it's still, I mean, as bad as this one is, it's still, I could still listen to a few songs off this. I don't, won't, don't need to ever go back to Paris. It's just a nice little thing that I have in the box set there. So we're going to go Tokyo one. I'm going to go this number two and Paris number three for me. So for me, Tokyo's one, because obviously yeah. it's the best one. I'm actually going to put this Ooh. one below Paris, and let me tell you wow. why. Wow. wow. I can be convinced. It's just for the principle of it, right? Okay. 1976, 2004. 
There is no reason this one should sound bad. I'm sorry. So I'm giving the edge to one that's bad, but I say, you know what? That was 1976. All right. This 2004 and there's a DVD. Nah. You're giving the nod to the French guy in the audience. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to that man because you know what? At least he tried. Pierre, you tried. Or Francois. Francois. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because his recording got sold. That's amazing. It made it in a pristine box set, whereas this was apparently the team. Damn. Pierre is my guy. So so Paris is two. And then Virginia Uh, Flump Beach is number three. Nico, you were this close to swaying me, but I'm going to go with Nick and go (laughs) Tokyo. Virginia Beach and Paris only because it's an audience recording and not Fair. again. You make a very strong argument where I go, at least Pierre was trying, was trying. So I know this was a little shorter episode, but we're we got it off the soundboard. There'll be something coming around the corner. We're not sure what it is, but while we're trying to figure out what this thing is, guys, where can the listeners find you to get a hold of you and what's going on? You can find me at N. Caruso Jr. on Twitter. And please follow our other show that I do again with my son here to the left of me and our good friend Nick Zednick called The Vigilante 1939. It's where we break everything down, DC, Marvel, Star Wars. We got some great reviews of the Batman movie that just came out, if anybody's interested. Oddly enough, I think I should interject here that (laughs) Mr. Gene Simmons thought the movie was slightly long. (laughs) He was getting a little, uh, his ass was getting a little chapped. I think (laughs) he must had to pee. (laughs) And I guess he had a little criticism for, for the Batman voice, which I thought was interesting because if anyone wants to listen, we, we give a stellar review of the movie. We absolutely loved it and adored it and thought Robert Pattinson was great, but apparently Mr. Simmons is, uh, a little rougher of a critic, I guess. Yeah, his takes on several things the last uh, few years. <laughs> yeah. Are, are might not something we should put a lot of stock in. Stay in um, your lane, Gene. <laughs> stay in your lane, Gene. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, why you do the voice, Gene. You do it, Gene. You so, put out better live albums, Gene, and we'll talk, and then you get to <laughs> criticize a masterpiece that is the Batman. Uh, but that being said, you can follow me everywhere at Nico Caruso. That's N-I-K-K-O-C-A-R-U-S-O. Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok. I do film reviews on there. And like my dad said, please follow The Vigilante 1939 if you're interested in just hearing the comic book stuff, even if if you're not into it you might listen and you might have a laugh um because we have a good time doing it and rob's been on the show too so go find the show that he's been on and he's yeah. been on several of our tailgates that exist on youtube so look at those and support us even more as a trio that's right and our and vocals are always pristine when our we, vocals when are always pristine. Well, this, this guy does his homework this, guy, this well, robert my he mixes and masters which us. is why i think they should hire Rob. I mean, I think they should listen and universal and should be like, Rob, sir, help us out. Can you imagine you get the gig dude and you're there and you're like, you go, we heard what you did on their podcast. You used our music. Sorry, Gene, but (laughs) I can show you how to make this sound really good. He's like, you're be my lawyers. will send you the (laughs) (laughs) cease and desist at RBT. Yeah. Oh, wow. So hopefully we don't get the cease and desist, but if you do, uh, you can follow me at drummer Rob on Twitter and uh, you can follow my other show at uh, ELTD podcast. That is for everyone loves the Drake, the third and greatest Robin for Batman on the behalf of the Caruso's 
I'm Rob, and you've been listening to Right Between the Eyes podcast, a KISS podcast. And coming back up is our continuation of Def Leppard opening act with Adrenalize 30th anniversary coming up. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Right Between the Eyes, a KISS podcast. All music and sound clips belong to their respected copyright holders. No infringement is intended in any way by this show. It's used to enhance your listening pleasure and to make the show come more alive. So if Gene could not send his lawyers, that would be amazing. You can get a hold of us a few different ways. We are on Twitter at RBTE Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash right between the eyes podcast. We are also on Instagram and YouTube as well. You can also email into the show and we will read all emails and this will allow you to participate in the discussion. You can do so at rightbetweentheeyes at gmail.com. Get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode and hear why Kiss is still the hottest band in the world and why they still hit us right between the eyes. See you in a few weeks, Kiss family.